Marijuana is the flame, heroin is the fuse, LSD is the bomb. I didn't hear you. Marijuana. Uh, just one thing, I'll need some marijuana. You're listening to Aerial View, worldwide on the internet.
marijuana, scientific name cannabis sativa. It's a member of the hemp family. Grows as a shrub-like plant that may attain a height of 20 feet. Maybe you'd like to pass this around. Now, as you can see there, the marijuana leaf always contains an odd number of divisions, or leaflets, from 5 to 13. The real leaf is sticky to the touch. The sticky substance is cannabinol, which is the actual narcotic resin in the plant. Now, we'll place it here in the ashtray. Burning pot has a distinctive odor. Some people have described it as sweet or sickly. Would you all like to step forward? Now, some say the odor is similar to burning rope, alfalfa, or weeds. Smells terrible. Yes, ma'am. This is what marijuana smells like. I guarantee it. Oh, for heaven's sake, man, are we going to go through that marijuana, the killer weed routine now? There's nothing wrong with marijuana. I smoke it myself. 10 to 20 million people smoke it in the United States today. That's not what's wrong here. In pot smoking circles, if you're not flying, you're a square. Well, I'm no square. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here on thehoundnyc.com, where every Sunday at 3 p.m., Hound Howls, followed by Mark and Miriam with Crash in the Party, the doo-wop chop shop of the air. Oh, I'm very pleased to celebrate New Jersey legal weed. As of yesterday, the Garden State has uh, made personal marijuana consumption legal. Following, I don't know how many states at this point, 16? And tonight we're going to celebrate a little bit. It's Let's Go to Weed Hawkin'. Here on Aerial View, where uh, you can give us a call if you'd like. we got a limited window of opportunity, as they call it. It's 760-422-5528. 760-422-5528-760-I-CALL-AV. If you want to spell it out, AV standing for Aerial View, a show that's been around in one form or another. Since 1989. It's hard to believe. It's been a very weird time to be alive, friends. I'll say that to you right now. Of all the times that I have been alive, and I've been alive, since September 5th, 1962, I will turn 60 if I make it to September 5th, 2022. And uh, it's it's fucking with my head. I don't know what else to say about it. It's fucking with my head. I never thought, never thought I would see the age of 60. Never imagined I would be 60 years old. And here it comes. Coming up fast. Fast. It's fucking with my head. And the other thing that's fucking with my head, of course, is America. America. It's fucking with my head because it's out of its fucking mind. Collectively, it's lost its mind. It's gone stark raving mad. Is that Roger? Let me just get the door and let Roger in. Hang on a second. Because he'll just sit outside the door and cry the whole time if I don't let him in. Come on, Rog. Roger, it's been a long time since I've done a live show. Come here. Come here, pal. 
I was just talking about how crazy the world is. It's mad. It's mad, Roger. It's mad. What are we going to do, Rog? All right, now you're quiet. Thanks. Roger's traumatized, too. He's uh, turning 15 years old. I'm turning 60. He's turning 15. He doesn't like it. Doesn't like it a bit, especially now that Marty, the tuxedo cat, is here. And Marty just turned two, as long as we're talking about birthdays. And, and Marty just breaks Roger's furry balls. That's all he does. All day long. Just breaks his furry balls. He's like Cato in the Pink Panther films. He just, just leaps out at Roger from around the corner. Roger comes around the corner. And Roger, Roger's hip now to Marty and, and, and what, what Marty's up to. You know, it's like that scene in Clockwork Orange is just beating up on the old guy. There's no place in the world anymore for the old! And they're just punching him and, you know, acting like uh, Mike Tyson on a commercial <laughs> flight. <laughs> so, so Roger's hip, he'll come skulking around the corner, he'll be, he'll be low to the ground, his head is on a swivel, he's looking around, I know, I know, I know that Marty's here somewhere, I know it, I know it. And Marty will just leap out of nowhere. Just, just leap. Launch himself on Roger. And then they'll go tumbling to the ground and they'll wrestle. And Roger is a very vocal cat because he's an orange tabby and, and supposedly they're vocal. I, I don't know. That's true. I, I, I don't want to enter too much into cat world because that's, that's also nuts. And I'm trying to keep my sanity. And increasingly, friends, it's, it's difficult to do. We, we live in very fucked up times. The world is insane. There's a war in Ukraine, and it's, and, and, and it's getting much, much worse because the last thing Vladimir Putin's going to do is lose. So he's just going to level that country. He's going to go medieval on it. He's going to flatten it. And let's do a little bit of a, an upside-down update, which is what we call the news around here. And let's go right to the New York Times, the old gray lady. Who, until the, a certain uh, war in the desert for oil, still had some credibility. But here it says Russia pounds eastern Ukraine and takes dozens of villages. I'll, I'll just give you the headlines. Marine Le Pen, the far-right politician, is closer than ever to the French presidency. Oh, that's good news, isn't it? And then, uh, of, course, of course, there was some kind of mass shooting somewhere today, I'm sure. And the Republican Party uh, descends ever further into its complete uh, uselessness and just uh, being there to fuck everything up. That's what they they do. And, uh, of course, the S&P has, uh, continues to decline. The stock market is taking a giant shit, and so is my 401k. So, uh, Friday was the S&P 500's worst daily decline since early March. Look at that. Investors now expect... Interest rates decline far more quickly than anyone had thought, so I, I can't even bring myself to look. But uh, in the last few days, oh yeah, we're down 2.8%. So, And the only reason I care about my 401k is because that is what I am living on currently. 
And uh, I am in something that I found, I found out is not that rare a phenomenon, namely early retirement. So, uh, not by choice. Not, not retired by choice, but retired because there's, uh, there's no one hiring me for full-time work. Is what it comes down to. So, we are slouching towards Bethlehem here. Is what we're doing. And uh, right now I'm going to welcome our special guest who uh, is all the way out there on the West Coast. Lori S. from the West is my guest tonight here on Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com as we celebrate legal New Jersey weed. Let's go to Weed Hawken. Oh, God, I wish I could open that dispensary here, but the mayor of our town has already made it clear, Lori, that there are to be no marijuana sales in this town. Really? Yeah. So close to NYC, too. I know. I, I really know. I think that your mayor is missing a great opportunity for money. I there think is so, money too. to be made, and if there's one thing um, they love in Jersey, it's making money, right? It's the green. It's all about the green, and you can make a lot of green with green. And if you're you, smart. So I think smart. that is absolutely the wrong attitude there. Well, yeah. If you're against weed for the sake of it being like the devil's marijuana and that you think that it's going to make you jump off buildings, yeah, maybe you need some new information. Uh, don't you think there are still a lot of uh, folks out there who consider it a gateway drug, is it, as, as they called it? Gateway yeah, there, drug? there are. And and you know what? In some cases, it's it is true, you know. Mm. But here's the thing: as Americans, we've never done well with prohibition. Think about it, and think of all the people who died of alcohol poisoning because they were drinking bathtub shine. Yeah, not good. Not right? good. So I think that having it regulated is a is a great way to kind of curb that so that it's not a gateway drug. Yeah. No, you're right. Honestly, I don't know anybody who was like, Oh, I'm really stoned. You know, what would be really good is if, uh, I did, I did some fentanyl right now. I don't know anybody who would say that either. I, yeah. At the point, where you're just kind of laying around and you're stoned and everything. Like the last thing that you want to do is get like all doped up on something else. No, I, 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 I'm in total agreement. I am a casual pot user. I I know people who uh, are daily pot users and I don't think I could ever uh, cross that Rubicon. I think um, every now and again, although Lately, it's been more or less daily, but it's it's really because <laughs> the world is is in a terrible state, is what it comes down to. And I, I, I in some ways, it's the only thing that's keeping me, you know, passing the open windows, as as the expression goes, because it's so insane out there that sometimes you just like, I can't take this anymore. But uh, do you, is it going to get less insane now that New Jersey has legal weed, Lori? What do you think? California's had it for how many years now? 
legal weed. Well, I mean, we, st- you know, it's it's a slippery slope, Christy, because we started with medical cannabis, and then of course everybody went out and got their weed card, and you know, and they're like you've got these doctors who, like, they're not really doctors, but I mean, you could go into any of those dispensaries, or rather, to the the cl- the weed clinics see a doctor and tell them you have a headache and they give you a weed card and it's like 50 bucks. So I started with that one. But um, now it's just, so the question is how long have we had legal It's been four or five or six years. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a while since I've actually had to go out and get a weed card. Yeah. Now go. it's just a great way to get your discount. If you're if you're going to a dispensary, getting a weed card is definitely the way to go. Oh, I didn't know that. I wonder if it works the same way in New Jersey. Well, here's some of the ways it's going to work in New Jersey. By the way, uh, Lorius, you could find online at armadelicious.com. Armadelicious.com. A-R-M-A-D-I-L-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com. Armadelicious.com, where you can find out about Lynette Shebert playing the best of Southern rock. So does that mean there's no, like, uh, Seals and Crofts in there? I mean, what, what uh, what's the best? We don't do Seals and Crofts. Not that they're really Southern rock anyway, but who was I thinking yeah. of? It was sort of like Seals and Crofts. But not quite. Yeah, seals definitely no seals and crops. Okay, you've got Almond Brothers, of course. Nice, Skinnerd. Skinnerd, of course. Of course. Uh, Any, uh, Marshall Tucker ZZ Band. Top. ZZ Top. No yeah. Marshall Tucker Band. We uh, Charlie did Daniels Can't Band. You see. Okay. For a while, um, for a while we had this chick in the band who was also a flautist, so she had oh, that nice. amazing nice. intro on well, flute that she played note per note. Really? Uh, excellent. I would like to yeah. hear that. Uh, by the way, you could change the lyrics if you're feeling bored one night and make it about urinary tract infections. Can't you pee is what you could call it and sing it as. And uh, it might just bring back the mirth. It's not a very mirthful song. Um, all right, who else was popular in my high school in the late 70s? Because weirdly enough, I was on the south shore of Long Island, but everybody loves Southern Rock. Southern Rock took over the place to the point where there were two or three Southern Rock cover bands that routinely worked on the south shore. Uh, one was called Southern Cross, and I forget what the hell the other one was called. Don't ask me. But uh, they did quite well for themselves. But in I my thought high school, that there was like, this Skinner tribute band from the tri-state area, and I thought they were called Street Survivor. Wow! They were, I wonder like, if that was the late seventies. Accurate, and I think they might even still be around. What do you know? Well, uh, in my day, I remember Southern Cross and the other like Doors covers bands for some reason, which of course there was Crystal Ship and and. I think one of them was called L.A. Woman. But uh, Lori S. is an actual L.A. Woman. But there's not only Lynette Shebird, there's uh, Honky Tonk Women. And uh, any um, truth to the rumor that the next band is going to be called Rack Sabbath? Is that the next band? Rack Sabbath. Yeah, That's the a fe- really good one for an all-girl band. Right? 
Yeah. I just came Rack up with that. Sabbath. Rack Sabbath. Yeah. Is it, it's not, I like it. you don't think it's sexist? You don't think somebody's going to be like, that's sexist? We don't say rack anymore? You know, be offended by that kind of thing? Well, I mean, maybe a little controversy would be good. Rack Sabbath. It, it's interesting. Like, you know, I mean, everybody's so sensitive now. So, I don't know. And some people have been like, I can't believe you call your band Honky Tonk Women. <laughs> really? Like, really? There are people who object to Honky Tonk Women? Yeah. What? I know. I, I'm not. On what basis, by the way? I What's guess their because basis for a Honky Tonk Woman is supposed to be like one of the like a whore. On Long Island, we on, on Long Island it's pronounced hua. Yeah, I didn't know that. I never made. I never made that leap. Why would they make that leap that it's a hua, as we used to say on Long Island? Right. I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's just a woman that likes to hang out at the honky tonk. Does that make her of ill repute because she likes to hang out at a honky tonk? Maybe I should listen to the lyrics again. Is is it divulged in the lyrics? No, I, I mean, I think in, I guess in Southern terms, yeah. a honky-tonk a honky is a brothel. So... I thought a honky-tonk was where you went to listen to, like it was like a juke joint. You went to it listen... It was a juke joint, but it was also a brothel. No so kidding. The assumption is that the women who are hanging out there... Are a bunch of trollops. Are gonna sleep with you for money. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well So I mean I to, thought we were me, enlightened about like, when that. I, when now. I growing up I never realized that. Um Oh yeah, the, now sec- everybody's all sensitive, so they've uh, looked it up. Oh god. And most of the people thought that brown sugar was about copping dope. Right. Because we only, I think you and I were talking about this yesterday, about how we never had lyrics online when we were growing up. No. I love that story that you told about how you had your own lyric sheets growing up and you would just listen to the songs really closely to try and hear what they were saying. Oh, yeah. There was a point in the 1970s when I wanted to decipher uh, the lyrics of Cashmere. And all I had to do it with was an A-track, which was not even an authentic A-track. It was a bootleg A-track from ye old shoppy village in West Babylon. And can you imagine trying to transcribe uh, lyrics from an A-track? Like you, it's just almost impossible. But I would love to have that lyric sheet nowadays because I'm sure it has no correlation whatsoever to what the lyrics were of uh, Kashmir, which are nonsense anyway. <laughs> It's like, I, I don't know how many hours I, I, I wasted trying to, because I thought there was some deep insight in cashmere. Oh, let the sun beat down upon my face. The rest of it is guesswork if you don't have the lyrics. By the way, the second line of Honky Tonk Women is she tried to take me upstairs for a ride. So I guess it is about who is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But isn't uh, it true that three quarters of the songs of the Rolling Stones are about who is? Well, they're either about whoas or they're about sex. Right. Most or sex with whoas. It's about sex. And when you hear Mick Jagger singing about dancing, that's right. a metaphor for sex. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. There you go, kids. Now you can decipher just about any Rolling Stones lyrics that you would like. 
But uh, Lori plays bass in these outfits, by the way. And uh, when's uh, you got gigs coming up? Because I know there was a long COVID sort of uh, hiatus. I well, guess as you, you know, say. I've been recovering from foot surgery, so yes. the, the gig thing wasn't really in the cards for me. Whose uh, ass did you put your foot in, by the way? <laughs> you know what? It's obviously like the surgery was elective, though I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. But it's so much more interesting if I tell people that it was a shark bite Ooh. or that I was um, bungee jumping or something like that. It just yeah. makes it so much more interesting than to say, like, I had a bunionectomy. Yeah, well, you could but also... to your point, there are some asses that I would like to stick this cast. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Starting with Vladimir Putin. That would be number one. But let me tell you about the New Jersey cannabis and marijuana laws. Um, yeah. This is written by Colleen O'Day and Taylor Young, who are writing for Law and uh, Public Safety in New Jersey Spotlight News. And they lay out what you can do as of yesterday. So it's legal now to have for use on private property up to one ounce of cannabis from a state-approved seller. There are 13 dispensaries as of April 21st. There's none in Hudson County, the county that I'm in. But there are where you can go online and look for where the legal dispensaries. They're all medical dispensaries that are now given the go-ahead to sell uh, legal weed. And there are other dispensaries that will be opening up. Those are the ones that are in the process of being approved right now by the New Jersey, whoever the fuck they are, Cannabis Commission or whatever they're called. So now the other thing they did is they decriminalized this. They decriminalized possession of up to six ounces of marijuana, being under the influence of marijuana, failure to properly dispose of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia used for marijuana, and possession of marijuana by a motor vehicle operator. So while they're not technically legal, there are no criminal penalties for those things, which means you'd pay a fine, right? Well, I don't know what it's like in New Jersey these days, but back in my day, if you were caught with a burning joint, you went to jail. Not I anymore. I've never caught with a burning joint in New Jersey, by the way. There you go. I've, I've never been to jail in New Jersey. You don't want to go to jail in New Jersey, believe me. Have you, you been to jail? Not. I was thrown in the Hoboken jail one day, uh, driving back to wherever I lived at the time, Edgewater or Tenafly. And uh, trying to leave town at the north end of town, I got pulled over. It was late at night. I was coming probably from Maxwell's. And uh, the officer took his flashlight, shined it right in my face. You know when they do that thing with the flashlight? Yeah. And it blinds you. And I had a cigarette in my mouth. And he told me to take the cigarette out of my mouth. And when I didn't act quickly enough, he grabbed the cigarette and he yanked it out of my mouth. And he threw it on the ground. And then he told me to get out of the car. And uh, when I got out of the car, I must have said something to him, either about the flashlight or the move with the cigarette. Because the next thing I know, he was handcuffing me. And then I was going downtown to the police station where 
He actually never put me in a cell. He put me on a bench with my hands cuffed behind my back, and he left me there for probably two hours while he did God knows what. Basically, it was his way of punishing me for mouthing off, and I guess it could have been a worse punishment. You know? Yeah, because uh, I mouthed off to some female cops in Austin, Texas, and they <laughs> they beat the tar out of me. No kidding. Wow. That was a long time ago. But Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you said that got them so angry? Um. Hmm. Well, somebody had just slashed my tires. And I was really stupid to ask them a question about that. You know, <laughs> I was just shouldn't have said anything. And I said, hey, you know, my... My tires just got slashed, um, and I'm just trying to read the street signs here, and I just want to know if uh, if there's any way that I my my van is going to get towed. They're like, "Yep, your van's going to definitely get towed," and I was just like, "Oh man!" And at that time, there were no cell phones, so you can imagine how long ago this was. Well, the way you're saying it indicates that it was multiple tires. So somebody slashed how many of your tires? I think they slashed like two of my tires. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It they was, were... I, I, and I was coming back from a club. I was just starting to get sick, so I wasn't really feeling very well. And I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, I have to go home and, and call a tow truck. Um and I was like, is there any way that you guys could give me a ride home? And they're like, no, we're not a taxi. Oh, that's the, one of the worst things you could say to cops. They don't like that shit. They do not like that. When yeah. you, you say, hey, I, I, I don't yeah. really want to be stranded here on the highway. They'd be like, so eh. it was like 2, 3 in the morning. I was like, great. And I'm like, I just got my tires slashed and you guys aren't going to help me at all, right? And they're like, nope. And I was like, great, serve and protect, right? And that's yeah. when they beat the shit out of me. Wow. Well, did you, like, report this to anybody, or was it not even... You'd be reporting it to people who would beat you up, too? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't say anything. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I was just... I limped home. Well, I definitely came out the better... I'm really glad that they did not arrest me. I'm glad, too. I was about to say, this guy never arrested me. You know, he just let me go. And I was probably... If I'm being truthful, I was probably over the legal limit of, uh, you know, alcohol consumption. Yeah. If he had done a breathalyzer on me, I, I, I would have gotten probably a DWI. So I'm sure I came out of it okay. But as of yesterday, uh, if you... By the way, there's a whole section in this article, again, it's a very well-written article about police interaction, and it says that law enforcement cannot use the odor of marijuana alone as a reason to stop or search a person to determine possession of any amount or distribution of one ounce or less, unless on school property, at a school function, or in a detention facility. So, also, police cannot search, arrest, or detain a person simply for possession of any amount or distribution of one ounce or less, and law enforcement can provide a written warning to those age 18 to 21 it must provide written notification to a parent or guardian for those under age 18 who possess or consume any amount of marijuana. Finally, police are to charge those accused of possessing more than six ounces or distributing one ounce or less of marijuana 
by a complaint summons rather than arresting the individual. So that's interesting. So in New Jersey, it's still criminal to have more than six ounces in your possession of marijuana. You can get 18 months and a $25,000 fine. And then there's a whole bunch of laws about the distribution and the cultivation as well. You still cannot grow your own marijuana in New Jersey. They haven't made really? it legal for you to grow your own for your own possession and your and your own consumption. Really? So, yeah, that's a bit weird because it's the Garden State. It is weird, and especially yeah. if there's only 13 dispensaries in all of New Jersey. Well, they're going to bring others online, and they're probably going to try to do it quickly. Uh, but th- the way that they're doing it here is they're trying to make amends for the horrible Rockefeller drug laws. So what they're trying to do is make sure that the people who are disproportionately affected by the Rockefeller drug laws have the first shot at a license for a dispensary, which isn't that cheap is to get great. into. By the way, I read it cost a million dollars to get into that business you better have a million dollars just to even think about opening a marijuana dispensary. So I don't know who's ever going to be able to afford to actually open a business, except if it's like some kind of conglomerate corporation, whatever it might be, you're going to have to have deep pockets and it's still a cash business. The banks won't do business quite yet with dispensaries. So it's a cash business and that's, it's got to be a nightmare. Can you imagine you got to deal with that volume of cash? Well, I think what we're going to find is well, probably going to give people some big ideas is that you're going to have like these crowdfunded um, weed dispensaries. Oh, nice. Where you could raise money if you know enough people who want to get in on the ground floor of your weed business hmm. and you know enough about getting that kind of a business started then especially like in new jersey are you kidding a smart person if if i was still living in new jersey and i wanted to start up a weed dispensary and i i would use my megaphone yeah yeah, uh, listen, if I was like, in hey, one of those... you want to get in on the ground floor of this and make it so that, you know, everybody who is uh, donating to your Kickstarter campaign or whatever it's going to be. And yeah, you're going to need about a million dollars. That's about Damn. the lowest I can think of. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know that that's the business that I want to go into. I mean, it's it's an interesting idea. It's I, I like that idea of uh, co-funding it. But um, as of yesterday, it's uh, weed is legal in New Jersey, which I think makes it either the 17th or the 18th United States. States where it's legal now, and what are the rest of them waiting for? Well... A lot of them are in the Bible bait. They're never going to uh, Bible belt. They're never going to have legal weed. That's not going to happen. Um, and then the other ones, I guess, I don't know why they wouldn't get on board because ha- haven't we proven already that it's uh, usually uh, good for the bottom line of any state? Yeah, it's definitely safer than alcohol. It has less side effects than alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think what we were talking about um, before, there's like this new study that says that there are certain cannabinoids that are preventative for COVID-19. Now, they say, now what I said before, I, I started to read the article again before while I was on mute. And um, it's not like if you smoke pot every day, you're not going to get COVID. No, but um, well, read you a little bit of this article. Cannabis compounds prevented the virus that causes COVID-19 from penetrating healthy human cells, according to a laboratory study published in the Journal of Nature Products. The two compounds commonly found in hemp called cannabigerolic acid or CBGA or cannabidiol diolic acid or CBDA were identified during a chemical screening effort as having potential to combat coronavirus, researchers from Oregon State University said. In the study, they bound to spike proteins found on the virus and blocked a step the pathogen uses to infect people. Nice. So Good for you, marijuana. Thank you, marijuana. Mm -hmm. Marijuana is a narcotic, medically and legally. It never did anybody any good and does everybody a lot of harm. Uh, he was lying, Joe Fred. He was lying. That's yeah. not it. Marijuana is not a narcotic. Yeah. Wow. It's a cannabinoid. Hmm. Totally different. I judge weed by the company it keeps. <laughs> Here's the states where it's legal, and I was wrong on the count. It's actually 20 at this point. Colorado, and I think this is an order of the way uh, it, it was legalized. Colorado, because I remember Colorado was the first state. Washington State, Alaska, Oregon, Washington, D.C., California, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Michigan, Vermont, Guam, Illinois, Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, New York, Virginia, New Mexico, and Connecticut. Or the states uh, where, and the areas and the districts and the protectorates where marijuana is legal in the United States. I believe Guam is still a protectorate, is what uh, technically you would call it, as opposed to uh, Puerto Rico, which is what? What is Puerto Rico? It's not a state. It's not a protectorate. I didn't mean to quiz you and put you on the spot this way, Lorius, but I, God knows I can't remember what the hell it is. Yeah. It's a commonwealth. Um... It's a territory. That's what it is. It's, it's a territory. territory, right? And it's definitely a, not a state, though. We're working on it. It should and be I a think state. Puerto Rico should be a state. I seriously and I think that DC should be a state, and they should be added that together. Representation is unconstitutional, and they should be added together because who wants a flag with fifty-one stars? Good luck trying to figure out where the fifty-first star goes. Good luck with that. But fifty-two stars—that's not a problem. At all. 51 stars, a bit weird. By the way, Democratic Party would be helped by if Puerto Rico and uh, right. the District so of Columbia why, were made. That's why Republicans don't want it. Right. We would gain a couple of senators, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? Yeah. Four senators. That's why the Republicans don't want it. Exactly. Because they're against anything that lets humankind evolve. They just, they're just... They're just de-evolutionists is what it is at this point. They're, they're, they're Devo. They're Devo without the music. They're the worst kind of Devo. They just don't want this country to move forward. They want it to go backwards like they were Chris, good old days. I've been days. saying that for years. Well, I'm joining Devo you now. Devo reference is 
spot on. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I, they were right. They predicted it. They did. I was it. so optimistic because I grew up on Star Trek. But yeah, it's more about de-evolution. And I grew up on the World's Fair, man. I, I, I used to have these dreams that I was floating through Flushing Meadows Park on my back. And I was seeing all the wonderful exhibits of the 1964 World's Fair. And I, I, to my knowledge, hadn't gone until I asked my mother. And she said, we pushed you around in a stroller. And we took you to the World's Fair. And the World's Fair, the reason why there hasn't been a World's Fair since whenever the fuck that was, uh, that one was in Knoxville is because the World's Fair is about a bright future. And there is no more bright future. It's now, if Todd Rundgren was starting a band today, he would call it dystopia. And, and, and that's, that's what we're living in. And I just don't know, you kids today... I don't envy you at all. I'm glad that I'm going to be checking out of this thing by the time the shit truly hits the fan. Because, you know, you read about uh, the protests that are happening tomorrow all over the country. Uh, What are they about? They're about climate change. How long have we known about climate change? Oh, my God. 40, 50 years now we knew what was coming. And now... Now it's a case of like, if you don't do something tomorrow, we're pretty much fucked. And believe me, this country isn't doing anything tomorrow. I was just out driving around and every other vehicle is a huge hulking pickup truck that gets 12 miles of the gallon and goes vroom, vroom, vroom. Because these small dicked assholes are more interested in appearing powerful when in the vehicle that they're driving around than in saving this planet that they live on Earth Day. Fuck you, Earth! I'm sorry. I just went on a rant, Lori. I apologize. Not a problem, Chris. Feeling a little chagrin. speak for all of us. (laughs) Feeling a little chagrin. It's probably a good thing that uh, I'm here talking with a friend. Lori S. is with me here on Aerial View on uh, thehoundnyc.com. And you could find Lori again at armadelicious.com. Find links to uh, all of your work, including... The uh, logos and branding work that you do, uh, the graphics that you've done for people, uh, you've made your living as an artist. Yeah, I see the Picks and Shovels podcasting logo up there, and that makes me very proud. Now all I have to do is actually form that company. That's all I need to do now. Figure out a way to profit off of the mania for podcasts. It's It's like the tulip mania. Everybody wants a podcast. They just don't know why. And they don't know what they're going to do with their podcast. They just know that if they can catch fire and get a sponsor, maybe they wouldn't have to work for a living. And that's, people, that's not a good enough reason to launch a podcast. And the world doesn't need more true crime podcasts, by the way. We've had it. I've had it. I don't, you know, people have been murdered all through history. You don't need to make a podcast about it. You don't need to capitalize on somebody's murder I'm sorry, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on another rant, aren't I? Please stop me before I rant again, Lori. No, go do it. I'm just I've had it, and and I made a joke. I said to Lori, you know, it's like what they said about the California Gold Rush. The people who made money were the guys that sold the picks and shovels. So I should start a company and call it Picks and Shovels Podcasting. And lo and behold, she came up with a with a with a logo. It's a beautiful logo, by the way. And Lord knows I should start that company teaching fart knockers how to make podcasts about God knows what. 
probably murder. Somebody who got murdered, probably. I'm just asking you to please uh, think really hard. Think really hard before you launch a pod- podcast, thinking that you're going to find a sponsor and you won't have to work again. Maybe uh, make it about the work. Make it about the subject matter that you want to expose people to, the reason why you want to have a podcast and not because... Because every day, you know, I belong to this uh, public radio NYC listserv, which is probably at this point five or 6,000 people who work in not only radio, but podcasting. And every day I see these emails from people about, how do I get a sponsor for my podcast? And I want to find a sponsor for my podcast. How do I find one? And I, I just groan. I audibly groan and then my eyes roll. And they roll so fast, you can hear them rolling. They make noise when they roll. And I just think to myself, I want to write back. Wait a minute. I think to myself, I want to write back and say, the world does not need another podcast. We are at at capacity with the podcast. We've reached maximum podcast. Please, please, please don't create a podcast. And I don't. Because why would I want to be that guy? Crush somebody's dreams. Shatter their their dreams. Not me. I'm not that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, there are some people who will just pretty much, like, take on any client and just be like, you are great. You are wonderful. Give me money. Everything you say is gold. Let's get you started that will be $500 down and uh, I get X amount of dollars per month for yeah. keeping you going. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, you got to think of it more as, you know, a business. Because if you use your actual conscience and you're able to tell people like you really shouldn't be doing this buddy you're gonna lose money because let's face it half the people out there who are doing podcasts shouldn't really be doing podcasts yeah well they they they, and then what do you do when you get like the guy who's like i'm a neo-nazi i want to do a podcast can you help me out get me started um probably i would be like no i can't and i won't Sorry, find some other fool, is what I would say, probably. I'm not working with the neo-Nazis. I mean, God, it's bad enough, uh, you know, back in the day, they were, you couldn't tell the good skinheads from the bad skinheads. Are you a good skinhead or a bad skinhead? Right. You couldn't tell. You had to ask. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they would give it away by doing a Nazi salute, you know, but other times, uh, you, you know, who could tell? There were a lot of... Um, People who were into the skinhead look aesthetically, they didn't want the politics. They weren't national front. And it got very confusing. If only it was more clear cut. But it got confusing because you're like, are you a good skinhead or a bad skinhead? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Talking with Lori S. on this uh, very auspicious day, by the way, when um, there is now, it's we've had legal weed for one day here in New Jersey. Meanwhile, over there in California, they've had it. Since the dawn of time, pretty much. I don't know what year they they got underway with it, but they, they've had it for a while. Well, and, here in California, if you don't light up every three hours, you're breaking the law. We have very strict marijuana laws here in California. 
2016, November 2016 is how long they've had legal weed. I just looked it up, and I remember being there with Sweet Tea. It was probably in 2017 because February is when we would go to get out of the horrible cold here on the East Coast. And I remember going to a legal dispensary and looking around and going, oh, my God, this is like the Apple store if they sold weed. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That's exactly it's, what it's like. It's exactly like the Apple store. If they sold weed. Yeah. If they sold weed, yeah. they have their uh, little tablets and you come in, you check in. Right. And, and you, you go and up to a bun. And then they call you when they're ready. And everything is, co- of course, behind a glass case. You don't get to touch anything. No. And now with COVID, you don't even get to smell the flower. Oh, that's too bad. It's that's sucks. a little sad, yeah. Yeah, because how are you going to pick out your your flower? If well, uh, you know, I'm watching this documentary. We started watching this documentary last night about uh, it's called Sasquatch, about this uh, supposed Sasquatch who murders these pot workers up in the Emerald Triangle, as they call it, Humboldt and Mendocino, and I forget the other county's name, but up there in Northern California and it's uh, it's all about the the pot growers, how these back to the land people who went up there to get off of the grid to go back to the land, and they realized they needed to do something to make money, so they started growing weed, and now they don't want you going up there, so they'll probably put up a Sasquatch, put on a Sasquatch outfit, and tear you to bits if you go up there. Be very careful. If you see somebody looks like a Sasquatch, it's probably some guy who doesn't want you on his pot farm. Just saying. Uh, when are we going to start hearing reports from the Pine Barrens of people who disappear and they blame it on the Jersey Devil? Oh, I any day now. I'm getting ready right? to tell that story gonna myself. Be, uh, yeah, I was doing some pot farming up in the Pine Barrens and um, my friend just disappeared. I just disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. Never saw him again. It it's must have been that damn jersey devil yeah you know uh the jersey devil that's good i like that i like that maybe that'll be the next documentary well, that, that's we a watch. thing, right yeah it is a thing of course yeah it's a do thing. you believe in the jersey devil i don't believe in any of that stuff i am very much like almost from missouri in terms of show me if i don't see it with my own eyes i don't know that i believe it i'm sorry i mean i know there are people who believe in the, believe in the sasquatch good friend of mine went out to that neck of the woods to go squatching. And when he was telling me the story, I just remember thinking, really? You you really believe there's a Sasquatch? I mean, to me, wouldn't we have found one by now? Wouldn't one have died and we would have found it? No? Yeah, this guy doesn't really believe in Sasquatch. He was just trying to come up with an excuse to go camping without his wife. You know, as usual, Lorius hits the nail directly on the head as usual <laughs> just as usual because it's almost like you and i have one brain at times because that's what i was thinking and okay. great minds think alike my friend it sounds like a good time in the forest i mean it sounds like uh you go out to the forest with your friends you bring a bunch of beer you bring a bunch of weed and you sit around waiting for sasquatch to show up I mean, what could be more fun than that? I would go do that. 
And I don't even believe in a goddamn Sasquatch. And with my luck, I'd be the one torn apart by the Sasquatch. Be like, I don't believe in you as it's killing me. <laughs> believe in me now. You believe in me now, motherfucker. Now do you believe in me? Anyway, I recommend it. Sasquatch on Netflix. Ask for it by name. And, uh, Lorius, what else should we cover before we run completely out of road in the next five or six minutes? We talked about the stocks tumbling. We talked about the COVID. We right, talked I, about... I want to send um, good thoughts and love vibes to all the people in Ukraine who are fighting for their lives and fighting for democracy. We didn't really get into too much of that today, so... Yeah, here we're fighting democracy, and, today and is, there they're fighting for democracy. Earth Day, right? Today thought, is Earth Day. Today is Earth Day. So right. don't don't become ground. Don't electrocute yourself on Earth Day. Just try to Earth yourself if you can <laughs> on Earth Day. And uh, Earth Day created in what 1970? It's been around the minute. Earth Day. It's been around the minute, and um, it gets more and more poignant. With each year that passes and more polar bears who have nowhere to fucking go because the ice is melting. Uh, and uh, I, I just, this is where I get cynical again about mankind. I become pessimistic. I think we're not really going to do anything, are we? Wait a minute. I think we're not really going to do anything, are we? Because at this point, if we cared, there would be people going door to door, knocking on my door right now saying, here's a voucher to trade in your internal combustion engine car for an electric one, we're going to give you a credit of six or seven or eight thousand dollars. We're also going to give you some money to put solar panels on your house. If we were serious and we wanted to save this planet, that's what we would be doing. But we don't give a shit because we're Americans. We don't give a shit. Let somebody else pay the price for it. And uh, America, what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. What's wrong with you? What happened? There's a good article in The Atlantic called uh, talking about why the last 10 years of American life have been uniquely stupid. And this guy lays the blame at the feet of the smartphone and social media and Rupert Murdoch, essentially. Those, those are the three culprits, the three horsemen of the apocalypse. There's probably a fourth one. Who else? Elon Musk? We could throw him in there. Why not? Although he I did. I mean, with like these billionaires who are going to outer space, first of all, you cannot tell me that that is good for the ozone. You know, even William Shatner reported when he went up in Jeff Bezos' uh, penis rocket. Right. <laughs> he was like, and, and, and he was like, the ozone is so thin, I can't believe it. And here you are crashing through the ozone in your penis rocket. And it's like, yeah, and if we keep on doing stuff like that. Yeah, well, listen, we're fucked. We know that. We're, we're so fucked. fucked. We but, totally destroyed this planet for the next generation. But fuck it, we're all going to die anyway. So Yeah, there's. I, I don't predict a good outcome for anybody. That's absolutely true. We're all, uh, no one gets out of here alive, uh, as Jim Morrison said. So we're all going to, yeah, but... I feel bad, especially for people who have young kids. I want to pull them aside and go, are you sure? Are you sure you should have had that kid? I mean, I know you love that kid and you want your genes to go spanning time, but that kid's going to be wearing a gas mask. You know, when that kid's 30, it's going to be like, you want to go outside, put on your, your gas mask. 
And I, I, I just feel bad for those kids. And that's one of the many reasons why I did not procreate, my friend. Well, there you go. Those not to. Yeah, listen, your genes are going to go spanning time, but it's because of your work. It's, you're gonna, your work is going to be your progeny. Your work at armadelicious.com, where you can go Thank and you. see your art and design and your music and your production and the sonic aesthetics of Laureus, as it says there on the site. So, uh, And don't forget, uh, Lynette Shebird, Honky Tonk Women, and the soon-to-come Rack Sabbath is going to be <laughs> the next. There's a, uh, an, a female tribute out here to Led Zeppelin called Hammer of the Broads. That's pretty good. I like that. I mean, right. I, so we've that, heard we've heard of Les Zeppelin. Equally as sexist. It, you think so? Hmm. I guess right. If you're calling a broad kind of, I, I think broad like, sort of gets a pass because you could almost use it ironically uh, in a way. I mean, I I don't know. It's it's right. If you came up to some woman in a in a bar and you said, "Hey, you're a good looking broad." Right. I dig you crazy broads. I, we say that all the time in New Jersey. By the way, there should be a translator. There's a translator for everything else. Maybe someone should come up with a translator where you could talk into it and it could tell you how to how to whether or not to say it. Like, should I say broad? And then it'll tell you, no, you should not say broad based on the location. We've geolocated you and you shouldn't say broad here. Don't say broad. I'll say broad all day long because I find it hilarious. Hey, you broads, how you doing? I might get punched at some point, but I that's okay. I don't think you should get punched for saying broads. I really don't think that it's that insulting. Or what if I all. keep calling Mike Tyson champ and asking like, him to, saw, to me, sign me? a broad is like a tough woman. Yeah, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with broad, but other people do. Lori S., you're a great Are you broad. Coming out with rip this joint. Well, why that's not? Right it seems here. the logical that's choice. That's exactly what I am doing right now as we end this uh, podcast. Well, it's uh, it's uh, always a pleasure to speak with Lori S. here on Aerial View. I'll have you back any day now. You'll see. It'll be moment momentarily, but uh, otherwise, you can find Lori at armordelicious.com and Lynette Shebird, Honky Tonk Women, and the soon to form Rack Sabbath. She's just <laughs> got to find a left-handed female guitarist with no fingertips. It's going to take some doing. But Chris, if anyone you could... are a national treasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me, and I'll turn you back to uh, vintage Hound Howls. Don't forget Hound Howl on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by Crashing the Party, Doo-Wop Chop Chop of the Year with... Uh... Wow. Look at that. Oh, I don't want to even tell you what's going on. With Roger and Marty. Uh, crashing the party with Mark and Miriam at 5 p.m. at thehoundnyc.com.